Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. This is a place to get equipped to make a difference for the kingdom of God. So get ready to be empowered by this message. Today we have honored guests bringing us the word of God. Chris and Jules Rose, the founders of Don't Look Back Prison Ministry. No Limits has partnered with them for the last five years. We send them $500 every month to help fund the incredible work that they do for our local inmates. Just like the word of God says, hey, don't forget about those in prison, right? They need to hear about Jesus too. And that's exactly what Chris and Julie are doing on a weekly basis. So give them a hand if you're thankful for what they do for the kingdom of God. Amen. Come on up, guys. So good to have you. We're ready to rock and roll. Here's one thing I do in the prison. I want us all to do it. Are we ready? At the count of three, act like you're at a football game, baseball game, whatever it is that you like, except this is for Jesus. Can we make these walls move? Are we ready? One. Anybody like to scream? If you don't like screaming, man, close your ears. Do what you got to do. Two. Right? Three. Jesus! Jesus, man, all he's really asking us to do is be unashamed of him. That's all he's asking. Just be unashamed. Walk out what you've been called to, and every one of us have been called. Whether Jesus is in your heart or however you want to put it, you know, there's a conversation today about not asking. Anyway, let's leave that alone. If Jesus is a part of your life, it should be a joyful life. We should be rocking and rolling in this deal because back in the day when I was doing all that dope and all that other stuff, guess what? You knew it. It wasn't a question. I wonder if he's a dope head. No, you knew I was a dope head. And I wonder if he's a thief. Yeah, you knew I was a thief because I was wearing your clothes. But today, for some reason, we get embarrassed of what saved us. And we, we got to stop. We, I'm not. To, this is how we need to purvey this to other people. It's the greatest thing that happened in my life. Jesus took me out of hell. It wasn't the fact I was going to hell. I was in hell. And he took me out of hell. He cleaned me up. He didn't just put new clothes on me. He cleaned me from the inside out. We can all dress up. That's no big deal. I did it for the first eight to ten years of walking with the Lord. With my mom right here, I'll claim her as mom. I, I walked for the first eight, ten years. I had short hair, suit, shiny shoes. Went to church every time the door was open, and I was miserable because I thought every one of you were perfect, and I'd missed it because I still had sin. And somehow we got to get across to people that it's okay. Come on, man. Just keep getting up. Let's go. Keep getting up. Let's go. Keep getting up. Let's go. And for 30 years, guys, this year is my 30th year of chasing Jesus. And for 30 years, I've tried to do it the best I can, and I've missed it every time. Because Jesus already did it right. Right? And so what I want to share with you this morning is real quick, I want to give you an update. I really just want to get in the Word, but I'll give you a quick update about Don't Look Back. Tomorrow morning, I'll go to the prison, and I'll go in as assistant chaplain. 
right? I do every Monday. I go in, I sit at the desk, and the guys come in, and most of them know my story, and they're like, oh, my. See, people are looking at us. Do you know that? When you walk out here, somebody's going to see you leave the church. What are they going to see after? Those guys see me, and they go, man, if you can do that, hear me, if you can sit there, man, what can I do? And that's what I desire. That's my desire of my heart, that those guys would see Jesus in me, change their life, and just blow me away for the gospel. And I have people in my life right now that have seen Jesus in me and are blowing me away in the gospel. They are out here rocking the world for Jesus. And what I'm telling you is all we're supposed to be is an example so that someone else can be more of what they're meant to be, right? Instead of pointing at people's stuff, point at Jesus, right? We're too busy looking at each other when we should be looking at him, then looking at you. And guess what I see then? I see a wonderful young man that God made and created. You got work to do, brother. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm right there. But what I'm saying is Monday, I'll go in and I'll spend the day with them. Tuesday, I'll go back Tuesday night. We'll do classes. I got volunteers that come with me. We do our 101, 201. Wednesday, once a month, I'll go in and I sit with them while they have church and they get up and minister and I'll just sit there and revel in it, right? Thursday night, I go to Muskogee. There's a transitional house there. And as I go in, there's 21 guys, 22 guys sitting in that house. And we'll go in and do discipleship with them. And the guy who's running that transitional house stepped into my 101 class in the prison years ago. And he's out here busting it, right? And that's all we're supposed to do is get out of the way. Get out of the way and let someone be better because that's being Christ-like, right? And so what I want to share with you real quick is a word, if that's okay, about the fear of the Lord. And people have this concept about the fear of the Lord being, oh, that's bad. No, I'm going to tell you right now, the fear of the Lord is bad for the guy who's walking in sin because it's going to make him go, oh, i got to get out of here. I can't stand it, right? i got to go. But the fear of the Lord does this in me. Thank you, God. Thank you that I don't have to live that way anymore. And I don't have to prove nothing to nobody because it's already been proved. It's already been done. The price has been paid. I am living a life today that's unimaginable because of a God that loved me when he made me. The same is for you. You, you were made perfect. And then the world got us. Is that right or wrong? Guess what? The world got kicked in the neck at the cross. Now, you either believe that or you don't. Jesus paid the complete price. Did he not? Or did he just pay part of it? No, he paid the complete price that we could walk in a way that we never could without him. I no longer judge myself based on how I see you look at me. I judge myself based off what he says I am. And he says I'm his child. 
And that fear causes me to do things that I would have never done before because that fear is righteous. That fear is good. That fear brings life. So if we could, we're going to bounce through some scriptures. And this is just a little bit of what I've learned for the 30 years that I've been chasing Jesus. And I hope that this morning, if Jesus is not your Lord and Savior, we're going to be pulling on that string when I get through here, hoping that today is your day, that today would be your opportunity to say, hey, this is not working. Maybe this will. And I'm telling you right now, it does. I was on drugs for over 20 years. I've done everything unimaginable. I've been mean, ugly, filthy, nasty. And one thing changed me. Jesus. And he washed it all away. You know, when I go to court now, the state might bring up something. But when I stand before my God, the record is clear. Right? He holds nothing against me. He cleansed me, washed me, made me new. So the fear of the Lord, number one, is to follow him. It will cause me to follow him. Matthew 10, 34 through 39. Is that where we're at? Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. Let's pray. Father, I'm just so thankful this morning for those that are here, my family. And I pray right now, if there's an ear that can't hear, that you open it in Jesus' name, that hearts would be revealed to your word. Let me get out of the way and your word do what it has always done and always will do, set the captive free. In Jesus' name, amen. It says, I did not come to bring peace, but a what? Sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against his, her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Anybody say amen? <laughs> he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Can anybody testify? When I turn and I begin to follow after the Lord, all that stuff that was stuck to me, that created fear in me, fell away. Just started falling off because I put my eyes on him. Did I try all the programs? Yeah, I've been in AA, NA, AAA, AA. I've been in all that. Man is not the answer. Period. Man is not the judge. He's not. So number one, my fear of the Lord causes me to follow him. Number two, now I've got a second scripture, 1 Peter 3, 13 through 17. I'm excited to be here, if you haven't noticed. I'm thankful for the body. I'm thankful for every one of us that goes out and pounds the streets for Jesus, unashamed of the gospel, a desire to see other people succeed. 1 Peter 3, 13 through 17, it says, And who is he will harm you 
If you become followers of what is good, and I'm here to testify, Jesus is good. But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to anyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. For it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than what? Doing evil. And the greatest evil we have going on today is the church that says they're the church and they go out and live like the world. Because it turns a person away from Jesus. If you're going to live in the world, go live in the world. If you're going to live for Jesus, live for Jesus. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Right? Does it take time? Yes. Could I have said this in the first eight or ten years of my walking with Jesus? I knew. <laughs> because my mind was messed up. And what Cade said a while ago about renewing your mind, you must. You must. You got to get word in to get junk out. Word in, junk out. Every time you read the scriptures, it's cleaning you. When you pick up your Bible, it's cleansing you. It's washing you. And dude, we need some washing. No, not even from what we get into, but everything that's around us. I only have one example, and it's called Walmart. No, I'm telling you, I go to prison three times a week, and I am much more comfortable in the prison than I am in Walmart. Pray up, people. Pray up. Enter in. Number two, to be eager towards him. Eager. Like getting up this morning and getting dressed. Oh, I get to go to church. I get to hang out with the brothers and sisters. I get to, we get to talk about Jesus. Eager. A desire. Colossians 3, 22 and 24 says, Bond servants... Obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers. We already went there, didn't we? But in sincerity of heart, fearing God. For whatever you do, do it heartingly as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Right? In everything we do, not just part of it and not just when you're looking at me. When you can't see me, he can. And what I do in the dark will be revealed in the light. If I live in the dark, so be it. But if I profess to be in the light and I'm playing in the dark, it'll show up. One, your anointing will be under your feet instead of above your head. Anybody hear that? Your anointing will be because your eyes are on the wrong thing. 
Our eyes need to be on him. Even when we come up short, 1 John 1, 9, he's faithful to forgive us if we but ask. And man, my first eight or ten years of walking with the Lord, let me demonstrate it. You ready? Lord, forgive me. 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 It was all day long in order to get here. Is it a fight? Yeah, but guess what? We're not alone. We got each other. And I used to repel each other because I, again, thought nobody had told me, you all sin. (laughs) No, because our sin is different. Our sin is different. My sin today is different. Today, I will say something stupid up here, and I'll have to go out to my car and ask my God to forgive me. That's my sin. If I know not to do it and I do it, that's sin. I don't rip off Walmart anymore. Maybe that's why I get scared in there. I don't do any of that stuff no more. I don't do drugs anymore. I don't do any of that. But I still have a sin because I'm supposed to love people at all times, and sometimes I don't. (laughs) Forgive me, God. Sometimes I say stuff I'm not supposed to say. Forgive me, Lord. Anybody familiar? So number one, we want to follow him. Number two, we want to be eager towards him. Number three, we want to be in awe of him. Philippians 2, 12 through 15 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Do all things, oh my, without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God, without fault in the midst of a what? Crooked and perverse generation among whom you, you, shine as lights. Are you a light? I want us all to be a light so that people can find their way out 1993, got out of prison a third time with nothing. But I met a little girl, and I already told you, she was his way of getting me in. And all she did was ask me to go to church. Let's all repeat. Ready? Will you go to church with me? Did that hurt anybody? No, seriously. Did that hurt? What's the worst thing they can do? Uh, They can spit, scream, cuss. They can do all that stuff. Might slap you. So, when they're slapping you, think about Jesus on the cross. When they're cussing at you, think about what he was hearing. And guys, listen up right here. Here's, here I want to I take this to the house. Check this out. You hear what they're saying. He heard what they were saying. He could hear every person. Can you imagine right now if we could hear each other? Oh my, I'd be running from here. <laughs> if you could hear what every person was thinking... Could you imagine 
Jesus could hear their thoughts. I don't even know what to do with that. Because I know where my thoughts have been since I've known him. I just want to do it better. That's all I want to do is do it better. But one, I have to fear him. It's a reverent fear. It's a desire to do whatever he asks me to do. And if he asks me to ask someone to church, dude, I'm going to run them over. You need to come to church, brother. And I did say brother because I don't go after girls. Anybody hear what I just said? Because you'll get yourself sideways. I have a wife, and if I meet a girl that I think, man, she needs Jesus, I go get my wife. It says to avoid the appearance of evil. Is that right? So number one, the fear of the Lord should cause me to follow him. Number two, it should cause me to be eager for him. Eager in all that I do. Every morning getting up as a warrior, ready to go to work. And it's not my job I'm going for. It's people. That people might hear him in me as I speak. Even if I'm saying, good morning, how are you? They would hear him. Right? Right? So in awe of him, Psalms 33.8 says... Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. I truly have nothing to offer. But he found me and pulled me out and allows me to say his name today. And guys, I can tell you all the things that I know he saved me from, but I often think about the things that he saved us from that we don't even know anything about. The people that he's kept out of our path. The folks that meant me harm, that he shut them down. The accidents that I didn't get in. Right? I'm in awe. I'm in awe of a living God who is in this place today desiring that every one of us but follow after him and do the will of God. So we got to follow him. We're eager towards him. We're in awe of him. Number four is to remain righteous. And my righteousness is in Christ Jesus. But because of him, I am righteous. I'm in right standing, and I should be walking that way. I should not be in fear of what man has. I should not be worried today as I leave here. Oh, they didn't like you, Chris. So? My mom didn't like me. She didn't. She wanted nothing to do with me. I have now talked to you more than I ever talked to her. We all have stories, folks. And every one of us need to share them. 
so that someone else can be set free. For some reason, we want to come into the, into the faith and be seen. I've come to this place where I want to disappear and he be seen so that he can do in them what I can't do. Because you stay around me long enough, we're both going to be in a wreck. I don't mean that bad because my only wisdom that I have is right here. And that's all I take with me. Remain righteous. 1 Peter 2, 13 through 17. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of men for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supremes or to governors, as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. I love you guys this morning. With a love that I don't know nothing about, except my love that I get from him. Fear God. Honor the king. Remain righteous. Stand up in the midst of it all and say, this is who I am. I'm a child of the Most High God. And it wasn't anything that I did. It's what he did. Lest I what? Boast. I have nothing to boast about except the fact that Jesus went to a cross, died on it, went to the tomb, came out, resurrected me out of the pit of hell, and change my life so I can glorify his name in everything I do, and I fear him for that. Amen? Amen. Are we good? I got a take-home verse for you. You ready? Take this verse to the house because it covers everything I just said. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 4. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him. If you hold fast to anything else, you've missed it. Should we live upright? Yes. Should we be in awe? Yes. Should we follow? Yes. But to the glory of him and him alone. Are we good? Don't look back, loves you guys. We're thankful for every bit of support that you've given us. We had pardon and parole come in last week, strapped, walking through the house. They said, what are you doing here? Because when they walked in, the power of the Lord hit both of those people. And they was like, this is outstanding. How come we don't know about this? Because this is the kingdom, sister. Do you want to know about him? You hear me? In every instance, you have the opportunity to share your faith. Anywhere, everywhere. You get pulled over for speeding, you need to tell him about Jesus. Yes. Just a quick story. When I used to get pulled over for speeding, they used to come up to my door and say, hey, boy, where are you going? Well, that didn't work well with Chris. So next thing I knew, I'm on the ground getting beat up. The last couple of times I've got pulled over, check this out. 
the officer has come up to the door and said, sir, I see you're in a little bit of a hurry. You doing okay? I said, yeah, I'm doing good. Just off to do some ministry. Well, I hope you do okay. Now, remember, it's 35 miles an hour. We're trying to get the speed limit raised. But if you would, just be careful. Have a good day. If you walk and stand in God, he'll do things that you don't even know about yet. He will move in areas you, you're not even sure because right now there's people in this house right now that are worried about finances. God is our finance. There's people in here right now worried about your health. Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. Is that right? So I want to pray. And I want to leave us right here with this thought. If you make anything more important than God, anything, you'll always be on the sidelines. But if you make God number one, he'll make you number one, and you will rock and roll for Jesus. And guess what? Today, I get to grow my hair. I get to dress the way I want to because my Lord saved me from what the church tried to do to me. Right? So, Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I am thankful for these. I'm thankful for their lives. And I pray, God, right now, if there's one in here, this is important, folks. If there's anybody in here right now, you're not sure about your relationship, about the wonderful Savior that I've just been talking about, I would ask you, to raise your hand. Looks like everybody's good. So, Father, thank you that we're at the same table. We ask you, God, that your provision be more than enough. It is, and we walk in it. I just pray a blessing over each and every one. We're thankful, Father, that we get to walk together and that we get to see lives saved. We get to see lives changed. And we get to see our family come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ so that generation after generation after generation will declare the works of a living God. In his name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Man, that was good, wasn't it? Help us get God's word out to everyone who needs it by partnering with us financially. Your generous giving is what enables us to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Visit nolimits.fyi to give securely online. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a message. And thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.